Welcome back to Out of Curiosity. We are seeking biblical clarity for modern questions. I am Garland. My name is Cameron. Cameron looking good. Uh, what's the weather in Portland today? Uh, it is 98 in Arkansas as Ooh. we record this. It is Ooh. like 85% humidity. I mowed the yard before this, and uh, that was a mistake because um, uh, it's very hot where I sit right now, even inside. Wow. Yeah, here it is. I mean, summer in Portland is just Edenic, frankly. We've, we're like in the 80s, no humidity uh, not a cloud in the sky. It's just one of those days that I'm I'm happy to be scooting around on bike today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my short uh-huh. shorts. So, you would not be happy to see me in these shorts on my bike, but I'm very happy to be in them personally. <laughs> I'm glad you're drawing attention to it, then, so we can all picture it now. Um, I will not stand yeah. up and reveal them to you on the. I would say I would wish ill on you, but y'all get like uh, eight months of straight rain and clouds. We do. So yeah, we've earned yeah. it. Good luck. We've good earned luck this with weather. Your Portland. Yeah. Good luck with your Portland up there. When I'm sitting in my four months of beautiful fall at Razorback Stadium watching the Hogs. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was actually, we kind of needed that because it's a heavy one today, uh, our question. And it actually is a question that um, we have got asked many times. I think we've had it sent in. I've had people ask me about it. It became especially pertinent where I live down here in Northwest Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas recently was granted the, I guess, the position of having a Mormon temple. And in one of the cities here in Northwest Arkansas, a Mormon temple, a large Mormon temple was uh, was built and constructed. It's really, it's an impressive uh, building from the outside. And it's kind of a regional hub for Mormonism. And so uh, many of you have asked about this question. Is Mormonism, we might say, included or does it find a home among historic Christianity? Or we might just say it really simply and maybe a little more crass. Are Mormons Christians? Is Mormonism and Christianity the same thing? I think this, I think for many people maybe coming outside of the faith, they may go, well, yeah, it sounds the same. It kind of looks the same. You got church. You pass by a Mormon church building. It kind of looks like a lot of churches. So I'm, I'm just kind of teeing it up for you. Um, help us out. Yeah, it's a super important question. Yeah, I mean, specifically, you think about Protestantism, one of the main three branches of Christianity, and we've got so many little denominations and fractured groups under the umbrella of Christian Protestantism. Even just take non-denominationalism, which uh, is re- broadly represents the church you're a part of and the church I'm a part of. Within non-denominational Protestantism, there are all kinds of different beliefs and ways of doing church. And so is Mormonism just another one of those? Should we think of it as part of that mix of, yeah, diverse ways people understand Jesus, but within the broadly Christian, uh, historic Christian umbrella? Um I want to make a few disclaimers to start, as we always do. We're, oh, yeah. we're a disclaimer-happy yeah. bunch here. here. But first, <laughs> first, I am far from an expert on Mormonism or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, so take 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 everything I say as something that you should go and verify for yourself uh, in their teachings. Uh, it's very possible I'll get something wrong. I don't think I will, but it's very possible. But certainly not an expert. Don't want to present as such. Um, second, I just want to say that this podcast is not intended to be a general overview of, of what Mormons believe. That would be interesting. Um, but we're, we're looking more focusedly on this question of is Mormonism a branch of Christianity or are Mormons Christians? And we're going to go to a couple of points that really make the answer to that question clear. And we're going to have to, for sake of time, ignore some of the other issues that might be interesting. For a quick spoiler, uh, our answer is going to be, my answer is going to be no. Mormonism is not a branch of Christianity. It, 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 it marks itself out as a distinct religious movement 
separate from historic, creedal, orthodox Christianity. Um, and I just want to acknowledge out of the gate, I guess this is another disclaimer, that to some ears that might sound a little bit harsh or exclusive. Uh, but I want to be very clear that I'm not saying that Mormons are not kind people. I'm not saying that Mormons don't do good things in the world. I'm not saying that Mormons don't sincerely believe the things that they believe. Um, those are not the questions that are up for debate. Um, but even at the risk of sounding harsh or exclusive, I, I'm still convinced that papering over significant differences between competing religions or philosophies or worldviews, it's not actually the way to honor people who believe and think differently. You know, there's sometimes, you know, in Portland all the time, I'm sure in Fayetteville, you've got people with the coexist bumper stickers and some of it that kind of, there may be, be an extra phrase or something. It's like, we're all believing the same thing. Can't we just get along? And that sounds, that sounds like it's the sort of loving, compassionate, uh, hyper enlightened way to approach things. But really, it's kind of an arrogant position. I'm convinced it's sort of this person taking on the highest position to say, I can really see what all these other people are doing. And I'm the one who's super enlightened to say, we're really all getting at the same thing. When man, if you get into the differences of these different movements, the differences are severe and striking and they matter. And, and the people who hold to these religions, worldviews, philosophies, think that they matter and want to convince people otherwise. And so I think we're actually dishonoring people to say, ah, you actually just believe the same thing that I do. Yeah. Um, the truth is that Mormons think a great many of the central doctrines of Christianity are false, just as Muslims do for different reasons. Um, and in turn, Christians feel the same. And I, I think it takes a certain arrogance to lump everyone together and say, ah, we're really all just saying the same things. And yeah. for my part, I, I don't want to put words in the mouths of people of other religions. I want to let them make their claims and argue their cases, honoring the fact that they're going to try to convince me of what they believe, just as I would try to convince them. You know, it's an interesting fact that formal Mormon teaching um, holds that the church, actually, the, the, the church entered a time of complete apostasy shortly after the time of the apostles, and that only the Mormons represent the true, restored, accurate, theologically church. Um, so that's stated in Doctrine and Covenants 130. Mormonism is the only true and living church upon the face of the whole earth. So in this case, Mormons have their beliefs and they have their cases to make. And I can respect them, I think, by just being honest that they believe differently than I do mm -hmm. in some mm -hmm. absolutely crucial things. And um, I hope they would say the same about me. So, yeah, I, I think you're just right in pointing out, like, it seems loving and tolerant to say, hey, let's not, you know, kind of the John Lennon, imagine, uh, you know, there's no religions to, and sort of this, uh, this movement towards, like, as you're saying, papering over all the differences. Don't we all just agree? But just in any relationship, don't we know? We all know this. To say, well, of course we all have the same backstory. Of course we all have the same parental upbringing. Of course we all have the same view. Of course, We would never do that with anything else about a person. Uh, we would never say origin story of your, your family of origin. Of course we're all the same. That would be such an unloving way to not uh, honor someone and get to know someone. And so um, it, even just in a simple relational way, I think we really do understand. And so you're actually suggesting, I think rightly so, while, it's, while it, uh, it kind of has a veneer of love and tolerance, it actually is actually incredibly unloving to just, oh yeah, it's all, it's all the same. Y'all all believe the same. Come on, it's the, it's get over the differences. Um, it, it can be actually a really dishonoring, unloving thing. I think you're writing point of that out. So, um, okay, 
if, if there are genuine differences, um, if those rise even to the level of saying these are not the same religion, how do we get there? I just want to, I want to do three little movements and I think they'll be brief. I hope they'll be brief. Um, the first is I just want to give a basic, totally brief history and overview of, of Mormonism. Probably heard this if you know anything about Mormonism. Um, it's the claim of Joseph Smith to have basically received these golden plates upon which ancient scriptures are alleged to have been written. Um, and then he he claims to have translated these plates that he received and published them as the Book of Mormon in 1830. Uh, the church itself was, was first organized on April 6th, 1830 in New York by Joseph Smith. Um, they have four kind of foundational texts. So they have the Bible. Uh, so there's a similarity between Christianity. They, they authorize the King James Bible as an authoritative uh, word of God. Uh, but then the Book of Mormon that we just described. Um, and then uh, the publication Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, and then this account of sort of Joseph Smith's encounter with Jesus and the discovery of the Book of Mormon is found in this other text called the Pearl of Great Price. So King James Bible, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price. So out of the gate, they've got a much broader, wider set of scriptures, set of uh, authoritative teachings uh, than Christians do. They've got these three additional texts in addition to the Bible. Um, and I would just say, it's similarly to Christianity, it's not as though, it's not quite as tidy as we as anyone might like it to be. There is, of course, the primary group, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is organized from Salt Lake City. Um, but then there's also a group called the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is based in Missouri, actually. And then there are also sort of a, a number of smaller kind of splinter fundamentalist groups. So in some way, there's there, there's similarities Christianity. Yeah. Denominations, yeah. yeah. Uh, not quite as pronounced, but groups have said, no, I think you've got this thing wrong. We're going to sort of try to reform over here, and we're going to do things a little bit differently, or we're going to be a little bit more fundamentalist or whatever it may be. Um, but I think a, an important takeaway from this broad point is that it's it's young. Um, it's only about 200 years old as a movement. So so they're actually claiming that for, for nearly 2,000 years of church history, uh, Jesus has not been building his church. He has not been, uh, he has not had a faithful witness in terms of the church for, for the last nearly 2,000 years until uh, about 1830 with the revelations of jo Joseph Smith. So that's, that's a big, that's a right, big point right. of yeah. challenge and, and disagreement. Okay. So th that gives us some historical background. Now I I'm assuming movement two may be some of where we, where there might be some differences. Uh, uh, it might be helpful here to, if you haven't yet, if, if you're a out of curiosity uh, listener, go back if you haven't, or just as a refresher and listen to a previous episode that we did. Uh, I think it was titled what must all caps, all Christians believe. And you walked us through a way of kind of seeing what is un what unifies historic, global, Jesus-centered, scripturally faithful Christian witness? And so you can go back and listen to that uh, in in the show archives. Uh, but okay, what's your second movement? My second movement, uh, I think it helps bring clarity to why this is even a, a question because I don't I don't know that any, uh, I don't know of anyone who looks at say uh, Islam and says you know That's these the are same. basically the yeah. same religion yeah. or whatever. Why, why is there so much confusion? Why is this a live question? And point two is this, that Mormonism and Christianity employ virtually the same terminology in a lot of places, but, but with vastly different understandings. 
And so if you, if you read Mormon theology, uh, certainly the texts themselves, they talk a lot about Jesus. There's a high, uh, high emphasis on following the Christ Jesus, um, on needing to repent from sin, uh, needing salvation. Uh, there's a role of, of faith, of course, um, categories like uh, God and atonement, um, save, saviors and salvation, eternality, heaven, the Holy Spirit, the scriptures, right. and more and so more. It's so it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same <laughs> yeah, language. So, yeah. so um, to someone who's not familiar, like who only has a surface level, of, like these are the things that Christians talk about. You you come to these categories, go, oh, well, all the same categories are there. But the definitions and the meanings of these words are are quite different. I, I read a story. I was actually, I read it uh, this week and kind of uh, refreshing on some of this, someone was writing about the differences between Christianity and Mormonism. They talked about uh, how when they first read the book uh, Lord of the Rings, how they were shocked at the de- depiction of elves because the elves are tall and they're uh, immortal and they're super powerful. And every elf that they'd ever <laughs> encountered before in literature was this sort of short, squatty, weak, esoteric thing. And we're, we're using the same language, elves, uh, for this mythical creature but Tolkien versus, say, uh, Santa Claus's elves <laughs> are right. like these totally different things that that actually don't map onto one another in, in any neat way at all. Um, and so uh, we just have to note that um, you, you just because Mormons and Christians are talking about, say, God does not mean that um, that we've got the same content that fills out that that term. But by way of just analogy. We all get this when it comes to modern political discourse. Republicans and Democrats oh, yeah. are using the same yeah. kinds of terms. They're using the exact same kinds of phrases. They're using the similar, or even coming from a similar, we might say, sounding worldview. But often those terms mean very different things. And we we sort of get that. We intuit that. Um, no, you're using that. That's not what we mean by that. And so, um, yeah, I think this, I think, that analogy almost helps me see like we're very used to this, and so let's 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 grant that here. Yeah, and it extends to really important foundational things like the nature of sin, uh, humanity's task. There's there's a narrative within Mormonism that um, to to procreate uh, in the Genesis account for Adam and Eve to procreate was actually sinful, um, which is a strange strange way to inter- interpret Genesis, right. but that somehow through their rejection of of uh, of god's god's commands they actually set up the salvation of humanity by choosing to violate god to procreate so there's just some strange stuff like man this is very very different and interesting the conception of heaven what happens in the afterlife the conception of how salvation works as i've already mentioned uh, it's 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 a pretty flagrantly works based salvation um anyway for my third point, I want to zero in, although we could go down any of those rabbit trails, I want to focus in on um, what I think is the, the, the fundamental difference from which all the differences flow, which is the doctrine of God. Um, they have a very, very different doctrine of <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> like the does central it, does it character. Get of, any more, you know, significant. Like we believe, like if you have different gods, it's probably going to be a different religion. And that says, okay, yeah. what do you mean by, okay, that, help me make sense of that then. Okay. Well, I'll look at it from a number of different angles. First of all, I think that there's a fundamentally different conception of the creator-creature distinction, which is huge. In in biblical Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, um, the idea is that God is eternally existent, 
uh, within the Trinity, the three, three persons of the Trinity. Um, and he chooses to freely create everything else from spiritual beings to the material physical world to humanity, his, his image bearers. Um, in Mormonism, there's actually a really popular phrase that, that goes like this, we will be like God is. And in fact, I, I forgot to write it down, but the first half of it is that as, as we are, God was. So the idea is actually that, that God has had this long history where he sort of had this evolutionary process into who he is now, and that we as, as, as people will be on a similar trajectory if we follow the right principles and orient ourselves towards him the right way. We too will sort of mature into uh, a, a godlike status that he has. Um, what flows out of that is that actually, though they deny the term, I think it's fair to say that it's something like a polytheistic religion in that some of the founders, um, the, the, <laughs> Joseph Smith and others, some of the other key leaders, they they basically say, we don't exactly know how many gods there are. There are potentially lots and lots of other people orbiting you know, in relationship to other planets out there that have had this similar evolutionary trajectory. Um, so it's very, very Starting different. in a different place, regard. yeah. Yeah. Um, they would actually hold that the Earth is one of several inhabited planets ruled by gods and goddesses who were at one time humans on these other planets. Um, so in, in fact, even if you get into the doctrine of the Trinity, they, they don't like the word Trinity. They, they outright reject the historic conception of the Trinity um, for an understanding that the Trinity actually, they, they like the term Godhead, that it represents three gods that were born in different times and places. So you've got, the, so to speak, the father god who's been on this journey we've just been describing, but then he begot the son not in the Nicene sense of eternally begotten, an internally generative relationship between the father and son, that the son too is eternal, not in that sense, but that the father actually birthed the son alongside a heavenly mother um, and birth the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, um, and that these are these spirit children with a goddess wife in heaven, and that while the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are unified in their theology, their beliefs, their purposes, uh, they are truly three different gods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's doctrine of Trinity, fundamentally different, and then even, even Christ himself, as I said, the Christology is very different. So... Um, You've got a Jesus in Christianity who is eternal, who is uh, the the eternal Son, uh, you know, co-equal with God, shares the same essence as God, uh, is God, is God, um, is not the Father, is not the Spirit, but is God, uh, versus a a Jesus who has been who was not eternal, who is not uh, all these sort of glorious things that we associate with our Christology. So just from what I'm hearing, both in the, when we started our, uh, you know, what is Orthodox Christianity? What must Christians believe with? We start with Jesus. So I'm hearing we're starting with a different conception of Jesus. You then said that the scriptures and their authority, both the old and new, are all pointing to this Jesus. And we've got a different, a different interpretation now of the authority of scripture. We've added different books. Okay. Then you said it's in line with the historic teaching as understood through the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the creeds as, we've, as we have received them. And this is in pretty dramatic, <clears throat> um, we might say, uh, uh, distinction from the creeds. 
and then also globally, and not in line with the, the, the unified global church. So I guess at every point, as you walked us through and said, to die for, to die for, to die for, uh, the, we've got some really stark contrasts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, as you've, as you've said, the Nicene Creed represents kind of this statement of the best thinking of the unified church before all the splits and divisions, trying to clearly define in part the nature of God, the nature of the Trinity, um, the nature of, of Christ in some really important ways. Um, summarizing, we believe it's a faithful, accurate church unifying summary of what's fundamentally authority, which is the scriptures. And so let's think of this doctrine of God ideal. Think of verses like, um, you know, the great self-identification of God, um, in Exodus, or think of Isaiah 43 before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Or chapter 45, I am the Lord. There is no other besides me. There is no God. There is no other equal to Yahweh Elohim. Um, how the Cre- how the Nicene Creed puts this, listen to this, and then we can maybe interact with it for a second. I'm going to read from the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all words, worlds, God of God, light of light, the very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. Yeah. But just from the, the first half of, of the Nicene Creed, we already see just basically every line is a point of contention uh, with Mormon theology, as we've so described it. They believe what they believe for a reason. I, I vehemently disagree. I don't think that their beliefs represent uh, the, the scriptures or certainly the historic witness of the church. But I think we just need to be honest about that fact. You start with mm-hmm. the fundamental source of everything, the, the, the nature and identity of God. Yeah. And you, you come to a fundamentally different conclusion. And of course, mm-hmm. then you're going to go down the, down the road. Ever, so many things are going to be different. Uh, in yeah. ways that are yeah. pretty irreconcilable. Yeah, and you, I think you were right earlier in pointing out, I don't see many people having the same trouble with the differences between, say, Christianity and Islam, which also have some similar-sounding things about God and his power and his creation and his sovereignty, but I think most would still acknowledge there seems to be a pretty fundamental difference between the conception of God and Islam and to a you know a Trinitarian Christian. And as you're unpacking this, I'm like, yeah, the same thing's true here. Like that's just a fundamentally different conception of God and everything flows out of that. Like everything else flows out of that. And I think what I appreciate about this is oftentimes when these conversations come up on the street level, I hear a lot of straw mans and then I hear a lot of grabbing from the strangest buckets of both camps, you know? Um, and so what you're not doing that here. Um, and I think that's helpful. Like it's easy to take maybe the weirdest thing that a Mormon might say, or the weirdest thing that a Christian might say, or the weirdest thing maybe in the Bible or the uh, you know, the Book of Mormon or something. And and that's oftentimes really unfair, uh, an unfair way to do it, and oftentimes just a straw man. But you're taking us back to the central, foundational, core tenets of who God is. And I think it's pretty easy to see that we're talking about pretty different things here. Um, and so that, that's that's really helpful. Any any Anything by way of just kind of closure 
this has been an episode many people have asked about. So anything that you would love to just sort of uh, send us off with before we close this episode down? Yeah, I think this is a good example of what we talked about a few weeks ago, why it's so important to do our Christian theology in community in those categories. I mean, we've already alluded to it now a couple of times, but I just, I just want to punctuate it with this. Do it in community um, in all these crucial areas. So first with Jesus, um, Jesus himself is the full and final revelation of God. Um, he is the one who is greater than the prophets. He is the he is the presence of God come to dwell with us. Um, he is God with us. He is Emmanuel. Um, so, and that Jesus then, we clearly see, uh, authorizes both the old the scriptures of the Old Testament as well as the New, um, and that the Holy Spirit is believed to have inspired those scriptures and helps us interpret, illuminates them for us. He is a partner with us as we encounter them. But then... We get to we get to bring our our wrestlings through Jesus and the scriptures with the spirit and bring it into conversation with the global and historic church. One of the most foundational pieces of that is these early creeds. And here is a prime example of someone, namely Joseph Smith, who, you know, very late onto the scene comes and says, hey, I have encountered Jesus. That's his claim. I have encountered Jesus. And the way Christians have been conceptualizing these things for nearly 2000 years is wrong. No one could, no one was there to verify that Joseph Smith had these encounters. No one was there to verify the tablets that he had, that he said contain this new revelation. So it's a great example of saying, okay, Joseph Smith's making a claim. Let's, let's take it seriously. And when we hold it up against all these other sort of layers of community, we go, man, here's the voice of one man literally in isolation making these foundational claims that became, you know, other people added onto, and, and of course. But we get to hold them up against the consistent uh, witness of Christians, the scripture, uh, the creeds, um, the Christian church across time and history and say, man, this is very different. So the burden of proof for you, Justice Smith, needs to be very, very high before I accept it. And I just, I don't think it comes anywhere near, um, near meeting it. And so I think this is just a great, a great case study yeah. for doing the kinds of things that we did before. And I, I think another similarly situated religious movement is something like Jehovah's Witnesses. Maybe we'd do a, do a brief mm -hmm. little discussion on that at some point. Yeah. Well, just as we, as we close this episode, just a word of caution, if, if, uh, if you are maybe a uh, a Mormon listening to this. Uh, we hope this has been uh, faithfully uh, representative of, of what you believe and uh, you know, kind of what your community believes. And so if, if it hasn't, then, you know, uh, let us know. Get on our uh, our Instagram and, and let us know. Um, if you are a Jesus follower listening to this, um, this is not ammunition. This does not give you the, I think, the right to kind of coldly and, and callously run in with uh, an argument. We, gotta, we still got to listen and be good neighbors and good friends but recognize that we do disagree, and it's okay to point that out even in a postmodern world. And then lastly, to you maybe skeptics that don't know much about this, but um, let me invite you. Uh, what, what do different religious communities claim? What is their belief? Uh, what are they saying about humanity and, and God and salvation and the earth and where this thing is headed and purpose? And just investigate and do so recognizing that people do disagree. It doesn't 
It doesn't make them uh, intolerant for doing so. They sincerely hold to some really strong convictions, just like people that come from a naturalistic or atheistic background do as well. And let's do so with charity, uh, with uh, with kindness, with grace, and uh, let's do so as we listen to each other. And we hope that this just might spark some conversation. So thanks, Cameron, for helping point that out. And thanks, as always, for listening to Out of Curiosity. Thank you for listening to this episode of Out of Curiosity. If you found it helpful, please consider leaving us a review and sharing it with a friend. To suggest a topic, reach out to us on Instagram at OO Curiosity. We'll see you next time.